Hey, how's it going everyone? This is Randall D. Stroud with Nalini Global. And today we are going to talk about the lockdowns instituted from coronavirus and whether or not we think these things are justified. So let's get right into this. Most notably, California has been one of the states that has had some of the strictest coronavirus uh, prevention measures and lockdowns. So Governor Gavin Newsom of California and the L.A. County Mayor, um, Mr. Garcetti, are both very unpopular very unpopular right now in California. There are lots of people that are calling for them to resign. And I completely understand why. Because both of these gentlemen have gotten caught getting their hair cut, taking vacations to Mexico and other places, going to restaurants and not wearing masks. Meanwhile, they are mandating that certain businesses shut down and stop operating and people are losing their jobs, they're losing their businesses, they're getting suicidal because of it. They are losing everything, but the politicians remain untouched, unfazed. So, the question remains, are we really... Are we really in a state where we should be this afraid of this virus? And we have a vaccine that has come out, and that's also very controversial, and they're already talking about um, issuing COVID vaccine certificates, where, you know, uh, if you want to go into certain places and you cannot pre uh, present your vaccine certificate, then you can be banned from travel. It's becoming a, a new license to prevent people. So I want to get into that as well. But before I do, let's go back to these uh, lockdowns and whether or not they are justified. So during a real pandemic, you know, like the pol like polio for example or the spanish flu in these instances in these instances you have people that are dying left and right on on the street you know th think of uh, the bubonic plague you know people are dying left and right but for coronavirus for coronavirus we don't really have that many people dying. The survival rate's like 99.3% or something like that. Or 98%. It's, it's, the, the survival rate is extremely high. And many of the deaths that have been attributed to coronavirus are actually flu-related deaths or... They are, you know, secondary reasons. So if someone has coronavirus and they fall off the roof and they die and break their neck, it's still counted as a COVID death. Isn't it ironic that flu deaths are at an all-time low? 
at an all-time low. It's very, very amazing. And it's because people who are dying from the flu are being counted as COVID deaths. And you may be asking, why would they do that? Well, the CDC and FEMA are actually giving federal money, federal aid to hospitals that have confirmed COVID deaths. So more COVID deaths equal more federal aid money for the state and their hospitals. Hmm, follow the money. There is a there is an incentive to mark patients as COVID positive. And there's already been very many instances where people have went to go get tested and then minutes later they get text messages on their phones saying that you've, you know, tested positive or some people who have not even taken the test are getting these text messages. And the COVID vaccine. Let's get into that. You know, Wait, I'm actually jumping ahead. I wanted to make one more point on these lockdowns. Who is essential and non-essential? So I saw this viral video. It was of this woman. She was crying. And her business was forced to be shut down. But right next to her business, in the parking lot, there was a film production crew. So film production and making movies in Hollywood are considered essential business. But a restaurant that serves food to people? Nah, not so much. So, big business and Hollywood, politicians, they all get to live their lives. Everything is considered essential for them. And then we look at, you know, fast food workers, Walmart, you know, McDonald's, All of these workers have been working through the pandemic and they're still getting paid, you know, minimum wage. They haven't got any, you know, um, stimulus uh, unemployment checks or, or any extra hazard pay benefits. Matter of fact, Walmart and Amazon have gotten record profits this last year because small businesses have been pushed to the side. They have no natural competitors. And then we have this mask mandate. So everyone's wearing masks. You know, oh, you wear a mask and you won't, you know, you won't get COVID. But here's the thing, people. All right. If you're scared to get Corona, then okay, you know, wear, wear a mask. If it's supposed to prevent it and you're scared, then okay, wear your mask. But if you're not scared, then hey, don't wear one. Or if you are scared, stay home. But just because you're scared doesn't mean that we should force the entire country to stay home and to wear masks. You know, we want to say that we believe in pro-choice. Well, this is a choice too. It's getting really out of hand. I mean, if you're under the age of 50 and you have reasonable health, which means you get plenty of sleep, you don't smoke, you get exercise, you know, you don't have any uh, compromising health issues like diabetes or AIDS, 
then your survival rate is, you know, 99.5%. You know, it's, it's almost impossible to die from this. Now, if you're an 80-year-old person and you have diabetes and you have, you know, uh, COPD and lots of other health problems, then yes, you know, wear a mask. You should, you know, be excited about this vaccine. You should be doing everything that you can to protect yourself. Stay home. Like I said, wear a mask. But we are disrupting the entire global economy and everyday living situations for people in regards to a virus with a 99% survival rate. It's absolutely insane, but when you look at something, and this is not a conspiracy theory, this is a fact, but look up Event 201. Event 201. It was hosted by Bill Gates and several other world leaders showed up. It was in New York City, and they had a, a conference Okay, and they had a mock situation. If you don't know what a mock situation is, like a mock exercise. So they pretended that a coronavirus took over the entire world and how they would deal with it. But in this scenario, instead of it coming from Wuhan, China, it came from Brazil and South America. And they talked about shutting down airlines and businesses and and coming up with the vaccine, all these things. And this happened in September of last year. A month later, the coronavirus pandemic was announced on the news in October. And then by December, we were talking about it here in America. Now, if that isn't the most insane coincidence you've ever heard of, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. And you have to also think, too, now let's get to the vaccine. The vaccine is being produced by, uh, by Pfizer, you know, spelled P-Pfizer. But Pfizer is making this vaccine. And guess who are stockholders into this vaccine? Donald Trump, Joe Biden... You know, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. And this vaccine is going to be sold for anywhere from $30 to $70 a pop. And it's going to be distributed worldwide. And in order to get people to take it, President Obama and Bush and Clinton said that they will take it on national TV. Now... If we look back to the swine flu um, back in, I think it was the 80s or late 70s, the same, you know, a similar thing happened, and the first round of vaccines actually caused a lot of health problems with people, and there were lawsuits that were made. So we still haven't even found a cure for the common cold, but we're supposed to trust a vaccine that was rushed and produced within mere months. And we're supposed to trust it. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Seems very dangerous. A lot of people are going to make a lot of money. And they're already talking about mandating it. 
where you can't use your passport, you know, people have to be issued these certificates and other things um, to be able to work and travel. This, this all seems very scary, like some New World Order type of stuff. And it's, it's, it's very concerning. Very concerning to me. Now, whenever we look at all the evidence for this, it's not a conspiracy theory or you're not crazy to want to question this thing. But there are some people out there on the far left who are almost treating this thing religiously. You know, and it seems to me, and I'm an independent, I'm not a liberal or a conservative, Democrat, Republican, but it seems to me, just like the Black Lives Matter thing, and I've done many episodes on that, you know, if you look on their website and their anti-father message, you know, it's it's obviously linked to, to, you know, far-left movements and, you know, uh, cultural Marxism. But it seems like to me that COVID, this pandemic, I'm not saying that the virus is fake um, or, you know, anything like that. You know, this virus, you know, does certainly exist. But like Winston Churchill said, never let a tragedy go to waste. So I think that this molehill has been turned into a mountain and a lot of people are profiting off of it, and a lot of people are being controlled. And it's very disheartening, very concerning, and it's also an excuse used to get, you know, unpopular politicians out of office, namely Donald Trump. The coronavirus has been politicized, and I'm not taking up for Donald Trump. Um, you know, he's making money off of this, um, this pandemic as well. You know... I mean, he's got stocks in Pfizer. He's not stupid. He's a businessman. He's, you know, he's finding ways to make money. I mean, he's been the one that has been pushing this vaccine, you know. So, um, but I have to hand it to Trump. He did not take a presidential salary. And his businesses have lost a lot of money since him being in office so I don't think he's behind this virus by any means. I mean, obviously came from China. But Trump is a smart businessman, and he's going to find ways to manipulate this to his benefit, um, just as all politicians do. I mean, Barack Obama went into the presidency uh, being a, a thousandaire, and he left as a millionaire. So a lot of these politicians go in, you know, having, uh, you know, uh, a pretty large sum of money, and then they come out millionaires. I mean, look it up. Every Almost every president in history has left the office richer than when they came in. Um, Trump is not going to be in that category. Uh, and he, he has had a lot of attacks on him that were not fair. However, he brought a lot of those attacks upon himself with some of the language and things that he's used. But if you purely look at his policy, I mean, he he brokered a, a peace deal in the Middle East, and he, um, you know, uh, established relationships with, uh, you know, North Korea. Um, you know, he passed executive orders, you know, forcing hospitals to disclose, uh, 
you know, their prices up front. I mean, he has done some good, but at the same time, he's been highly unconstitutional with his uh, red flag laws uh, when it comes to, you know, gun ownership. He's made it legal to where you can just call the cops on your neighbor and say, hey, they're acting funny, and red flag laws will allow them to come in and uh, just take your guns away. And he hasn't been very kind to, you know, um, to Edward Snowden and uh, and Julian Assange and all these kind of people, you know. So he's been an authoritarian, you know, but he's no better or worse than than uh, than Obama or Bush or, you know, or any of the other uh, candidates. Uh, sorry about that. Um, I had a phone call that came in just now. I'm getting ready to do another interview um, with a rapper. His name is KP. You know, look for that. But I'll get ready to wrap this up and just say that there are many people in law enforcement, in law enforcement right now in L.A. County, the Sheriff's Department, that are saying they are not going to enforce uh, these lockdown orders. They are not going to um, enforce uh, mandated vaccines. So a lot of people are anti-police and anti-military, but they did take an oath to the Constitution. And there are many of them who are on our side and are going to protect us. And we, you know, we should not be afraid. There are good people in the government. Um, all these anti-government protesters. I mean, I, you know, I used to be young once and I used to protest everything, but there are good police officers. There are good politicians. There are good people in government that are trying to protect us. So we shouldn't be pessimistic. Um, and when it comes to this vaccine, I'm not against the vaccine, but we should never trust the first generation of any vaccine. So after it gets released... Let some people take it and then wait a year or two. And if no one's reporting any uh, major side effects, then okay, I can I can back it and say, all right, you know, hey, go for it. But as of right now, it, it is obvious to a blind man that there are power grabs that are being made. And there are people that are being manipulated, even in the news media. They're saying, oh, you know, hospitals are, are overrun and crowded. But there's been several uh, YouTube videos from citizen journalists that have been removed from YouTube or they were filming inside the hospital saying, hey, that's not true. Even in my own neighborhood, you know, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now, and they've been reporting that, oh, Vanderbilt Hospital is overrun. There's a line of a thousand people outside the hospital. I go drive past the hospital and I don't see a soul. So the news media, both CNN and Fox News, you know, one's supposed to uh, represent the left and one's supposed to, you know, represent the right. But they can't be trusted. They are dividing the nation as well. But to sum up this episode, I just want to say that, you know, protect one another. If someone's wearing a mask, respect their decision. If someone's not wearing a mask, you know, don't shame them. Um, but we need to come together and have some common sense approaches. And we need to stop politicizing the coronavirus. 
Um, it, it is something that we should consider and take seriously, but at the same time, this thing is not a flesh-eating bacteria. It is a mild virus, and there are people in power who are manipulating the narrative so that they can profit from it. And people's lives are being ruined. So, if you believe in God, it's time to come back to God. So, I'm going to say a prayer. I don't care if you're Muslim, Buddhist, if you're atheist, then just consider this a prayer for love. But I just want to say, um, dear Universal Creator, also known as God, I pray for not only the United States, but this entire world that we come to our senses, come back to our families, and we find a solution that benefits all. This has been Randall Stroud with Nalini Global. Tell me your opinions. Do you think that we're not taking coronavirus seriously enough? Or do you sort of agree with what I've been saying, is that there are some manipulations that are happening? Or do you think that it's somewhere in the middle? In some categories, we're not taking it seriously enough. And in other categories, we're... we're taking it too seriously. So I would love to know your opinions. Hit me up at Consulting at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at Global. Thank you guys so much. Take care and be on the lookout for the next episode. I will be interviewing KP, an Atlanta-based uh, conscious rapper who is very politically aware. He's seen a lot of things go down and he has a lot of opinions about it. And his music is uh, very diverse, you know, um, lots of different styles. You know, you've got tracks from uh, things that you can play in the club to things that, you know, sit back and make you think. So be on the lookout for that interview, and we'll see you next time. Take care.